Greetings, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of People of Azeroth, episode three coming at you today. And I'm joined by uh, WoW Classic speedrunning pro, content creator, and a fellow hardcore participant. We're joined by Duranosaur. Welcome. Hello, hello. Thanks for having me. Excellent. We've had this scheduled for a couple of weeks now. I've been looking forward to it. Oh, yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be great. Have you done many podcasts? Uh, I did one. Um, okay. I was on warcraft reloaded nice um, nice and that like that was we recorded like a week and a half ago so i'm just i guess i'm on oh, the podcast train right now yes yes and then this is what normally happens more interviews normally follow this is what happens but it's oh good. i love it it's great <laughs> yeah um it's pretty cool we're out we make some make some content for people they can listen to on their commute and stuff it's uh it's cool isn't it, it gives people yes. something to do um so why don't you tell your story a little bit what um what's your gaming your gaming resume so to speak what's your history how'd you get started yeah absolutely um so i my cousins were were very much into video games when i was little so i remember they had like the original nintendo nice and then they got super nintendo and i think i actually got a super nintendo after them cuz i probably went home from being at their house and just ranted and raved at my parents about it how cool <laughs> this thing was um so I started with consoles, um, specifically Nintendo, like did Nintendo, Nintendo 64, all that. And somewhere along the line, I was at the same cousins and they were playing this game that was something I had never seen before. It was they were controlling these armies and there was just blood and nice. gore and destruction. And it was Starcraft. The oh, uh, yes. I think it was the original Starcraft. It wasn't even Brood War yet. And I was just enthralled by this. So I went home and I was like, I need this computer game. And my mom was like, okay, how much is it? And I was like, it's $20. And she was like, okay, uh, go do some chores. And so I did chores for like a couple of days. And then she went and she bought me this game. And I was like eight years old or something at the time. No way. Yeah. So I was a little kid to be playing something like Starcraft, but I don't think... I don't think that like death and destruction or anything that wasn't like what was cool to me. It was like battling and being able to play with these big armies and just see what would happen. Like that was what was cool to me. Yeah. Um, and then from there, my parents, I think they just when they were thinking about what to give me for Christmas, I think it was. And I think they were just like, well, uh, this Blizzard company seemed like they made a good game. So they actually got oh, me Diablo nice. one and Warcraft orcs and humans nice so diablo I, was pretty creepy when we were kids though wasn't it i remember yeah. diablo i was kind of like oh shit this is a bit pretty edgy you know yeah it's like it's rated m i think the original oh. diablo is rated m and i was yeah. like again like eight You're nine like, years old <laughs> yeah i remember like getting down because like it's immediately creepy right yeah. and then as you go further and further into it you eventually end up in like the catacombs and that was just like i couldn't handle that that was the scariest thing that and like the butcher oh my gosh <laughs> i had gone from like playing pokemon to then like diablo and shit dude. yeah <laughs> it was just oh, it was definitely creepy definitely on like another level in terms of like con like adult content yeah um so i did that i yeah i then i'd like i did starcraft brood war i actually spent man 
back when we had dial up internet, um, I would wait until everyone went to bed and then I would yep. dial up and I would play user map settings, Starcraft Brood War all night yep. long. Yeah, uh, man. Holy shit. Because I, I couldn't play. I mean, I wasn't going to play regular Starcraft Brood War. Like I there's no way I was ever going to be any good at that. But I would go and I'd play all the user map settings games I could like. And I was a big fan of all the Lord of the Rings ones. So like Helm's Deep and like Battle of Minas Tirith. Like, oh, all these. I never saw any of that, man. Man, there are so many that like I'll talk to people and they're like, oh, did you play like this one and this one? And I'm like, I don't even know what those are. Like there were yeah. so many and they were such a good time. So cool. Far out. Yeah. So then I think that I mean, that kind of transitioned to Warcraft three and same type of thing. Like I love the campaign. Um, and then from there it was playing user map settings in Warcraft three, which eventually led to like Dota and some other things that like have kind of carried on to this day. Yep. Um, but then that carried like straight over to wow. And I, I think it took me a while to actually get started in wow, just because, um, of the monthly like fee. I think it took me a while to convince my parents like, Hey, this is actually something that I really want to do and it's worth it. Yeah. Um, because as I said to my other guests too, that was for most people, probably the first ever subscription game that people would have paid for or parents would have paid for back then wouldn't it for a lot of people yeah i don't i i think the concept was completely new to me and trying to convince my parents that it was like an okay thing like that took that took a lot yeah i mean you were lucky like by the time because i was such a latecomer to wow i think i was you know 19 oh no i was older than that um oh maybe i was 20 or 21 or something um and I was paying, I, you know, had a credit card and stuff. Then I was paying it myself. If I had asked my old man to pay for it when I was younger, he would have fucking laughed at me, dude. There was no way, no way he would have done that. So some people were pretty lucky that their folks did, I think. Oh, yeah. I, and they like, I don't know. They, I mean, I talked about it earlier, like they bought me video games and, and they like, I don't think I'd be playing the games I am today if they hadn't like gone out and, and done their own like kind of homework and, and found like yep. these same games that I'm like, to and that's this really, day, cool. I still love. Yeah, that's really cool. So they helped shape it. Like, that's really cool. I think. So yeah. Shout out to your parents for sure. Yeah. If they, <laughs> if they ever hear this, shout out respect. to you guys. Thank you. Yeah. Respect. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So what did you, uh, what patch did you get into, um, into wow then? Um, I think it was right around the BWL patch. Um, oh shit legit classic player yeah yeah i think it was but it's hard to know because i was so out of the loop with what was going on in the game like i have no but it, idea it, it, but it was classic anyway it was definitely classic oh a vanilla oh, sorry yeah. which is which is awesome oh yeah it was it was definitely vanilla um i i think i was level 60 by the time the like aq war effort was happening and everything Dude, nice so I, I remember doing turn-ins and stuff, not having any idea what any of it meant. Just like, oh, they need my leather. Okay, I'll give them some leather. Like, Yeah, and not, not understanding the full... Yeah, well, yeah, that's cool. That's really fucking cool. Such an early adopter of it. Yeah, and then I, I found a very accepting group of people. Like I, Because I was 12 or 13 when I was playing uh, Vanilla WoW, and I found a group of people that... You know, they they could probably tell that I was a little kid. Um, so they like brought me along and we just we only raided MC and Nixia and ZG for like a year or more. 
Like yeah. we we dabbled in Blackwing Lair, but it was one of those things where Razor Gore was hard and we like oftentimes couldn't kill Razor Gore and there was no way we were ever going to kill Vale. So we were just like we we were this very very casual guild that just like we just farmed the like three raids we could do. Yep. Yep. Which is still cool, man. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Oh yeah. It was and it was the people was like that's what makes me nostalgic about vanilla wow was was the people i played with and the fact that so many of the things you did in game were with people and like it was building relationships and working together and that's what makes wow such a fun thing in my opinion is the yeah, community absolutely. It. Yeah. absolutely yeah it really is that's what it's definitely one of the great strengths of the game and and that's what we're seeing i mean we'll get in depth into it later with with hardcore but but that's one of the things it's community created um you know shout out to cargos but it's it's a community created thing and that's what's helped build it and grow it and and sustain it um and that's yeah using the same game with no new content from blizzard but it's a it's a whole you know revitalized game for a lot of people so it shows shows the strength of the community doesn't it yeah absolutely um yeah and from there um i played some in tbc but uh that i think the year tbc came out was my freshman year in high school so it was choose between wow or like meeting girls and (laughs) girls won and oh man that was kind of it yeah (laughs) you had to do it you had to do it oh man absolutely yeah i if i went back in time i would not try to like convince myself otherwise like i made probably the right decision i'm okay with yeah. it yeah yeah and then we got to we got to relive we got to relive some classic uh some classic now anyway but um did you say did you stay uh like sub during that time or did you take a like a complete break from the game do you think um i did i stayed subbed for a bit and i did some tbc content like i i got to see karazan and like rules lair and then Sick. i got dragged along to like hi joel randomly at yeah. one point just because i still had friends that played but i i was unsubbed before wrath ever came out yep. and then um i basically didn't touch wow um for like i don't even know like four years or something oh really um, yeah and the the thing that brought me back wasn't even retail it was private servers so, right so you started playing private servers after that to get back to that kind of to to the classic experience. Oh yeah, absolutely. The thing that like yeah, it it was always vanilla for me, and uh, I I what kept happening was I kept trying to figure out like oh man, I wonder if Blizzard will ever do like release that version of the game again because that's what I love, that's what I had so much fun with, and what ended up happening was it was like the winter break of my freshman year of college. I had nothing to do. I was home. Um, I don't think I had like that many friends around. So I just started trying to figure out like, is there any chance I'll ever be able to play this like vanilla wow again? And I just stumbled upon private servers. And I, from then on, it was like from 2010 all the way up until classic came out, I played private servers on and off and it was almost all vanilla. Wow. Yeah. No shit. Yeah. So did you, yeah, right. Did you play retail um, at all, like at all during any of those? I suppose what's that like? Um, when would that have been? Um, well, I suppose all of the other expansions. Yeah. So I think Mists was out when I started on private servers. And then from there, um, 
Man, I don't even remember all of them because yeah, there's but you so never many really point. So you just didn't even really play any of them. No interest I, in Rooftop. Yeah, I resubbed. I did resub and I did try out Warlords of Draenor because it tapped into uh, some of that vanilla nostalgia, but it it didn't last more than a month. I think I did yeah. one month subscription and I canceled yeah. it before the month was even up. Yeah, we said fuck this. Yeah, yeah, it's too bad. Yeah, um, cool. So with with classic, so you're obviously then fucking hyped with the WoW Classic announcement. Whenever that oh was yeah. Super it was, hyped. Yeah, that was it was like it was life changing. It was yeah, just like, oh true, my yeah. gosh, this is the thing I've wanted. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Don't have to worry about server going offline. Don't have to worry about losing a character or anything, playing with the actual with all of the goodness that comes from, you know, a blizzard from a, an official server, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, and that's so yeah, yeah absolutely. Super hyped. Yeah. It was man, I remember watching the the trailer for i thought it was a joke right there was like no way (laughs) that it was real i think it got linked on maybe i saw it on like reddit or someone linked it to me something happened i was at work and i pulled it up and didn't trust it straight away i didn't know and then you kind of you watch him like um do the announcement he's like i know a lot of you guys like ice cream cream. yeah and he's like there's so many good flavors uh but we know a lot of you guys are just a big fan of vanilla and my like heart sank and i was just like okay this this is like either the the meanest thing anyone has ever done or this is the greatest thing anyone has ever done and whenever he said that and then i remember it goes to like the the classic dwarf uh dwarf hunter um cinematic dude it just gives me goosebumps seriously oh yeah it gives me goosebumps. Like right now, we've been talking about it. I'm <laughs> yeah. so jazzed. Like it's, it was just, it was one of those like out of body experiences. Like I'm yeah. sitting at my work desk and I'm just like, this is the craziest thing ever. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh man. A full nerdgasm. That's how it's been described by other people. Oh yeah. Definitely. Yep. <laughs> I fucking love it, man. Oh shit. How was your, um? how was your launch experience or coming up to that? What kind of planning were you kind of, because I had everybody had a plan coming up to it in terms of how to actually access the server and then what you were going to do whenever you got on there. What was yeah. your sort of planning leading up to it? Talk us through it. Yeah, so I I had been through a few private server launches. Um, so I had kind of gone through this process of like, okay, I want to get to sixty in this time frame. That means I need to play like this many hours over this amount of time. So it's I, I kind of planned out and was like, okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do. It comes out at like nine a.m my time i think it was something like that it was like either 9 a.m or like early afternoon yeah. i was like i'm gonna start playing i'm not gonna stop until the until night the following day so i'm gonna go oh, like 30 shit, hours dude really yeah. and i'm like my goal was to get over level 30 in my first session yep. um and <laughs> i can't honestly remember if i accomplished it because it's just all a blur because of, you know, lack of sleep and all that stuff. Um, but you did the 30 hours or roughly that, did you, do yeah, you think? Yeah, I did. Um, and then from there, I I think I slept for like four hours and I got up in like the middle of the night and got in into the like queue again, which was honestly like without even knowing that was the thing to do because yeah through that queue meant so much and getting into it boss yeah yeah so getting into the queue in like the dead of night was the best time to do it because that's when it was going to be the shortest the fucking queues man the queues were savage weren't they oh yeah 
I had I had guildies that like it they miss like an entire day basically because they like whatever schedule they were on they were like all right we're all back and ready to go we're gonna get in the queue at like noon and it's like okay yeah. well you guys just aren't gonna play today like and it, it just and then it became the remote access meta was key like i remember one of the guests jamie i think was telling us that everyone in their guild it was a requirement everyone in their guild got remote access and they oh, were yeah. logging on during the workday it's just incredible the yeah, workarounds that people had yeah yeah <laughs> everyone so many people because it was just like even after launch, it was like weeks after launch where if you didn't team viewer in while you were at work you weren't going to make it to raid it was there was just no way it's so crazy to me i mean i think i i don't want to um i don't want to shit on blizzard because i like blizzard and i love wow um but i just think and, and i think they grossly underestimated the success of their own product of the actual flagship product they should have overestimated and said and and hyped it even more and said these are all the servers we've got so many servers this is going to be fucking huge you know and we want to make it a really good experience and i get it all with layering and servers you know population i get all of that crap but at the time um they they severely underestimated it and it was proven because like in um the oceanic area for example we had one one pvp server for oceanic for all of Australia, New Zealand, South Pacific Islands, one, one PVP server. And then they kind of, they made it more difficult. The, the name reservation was awesome, but that made people then even more locked into what server they were on because they started spinning up new servers, especially in Oceanic, I know, I don't know about NA, but they started spinning up new servers very quickly when they realized how fucked it was. But a lot of people didn't want to go over there because they didn't hadn't reserved their name and stuff like that. People were yeah. already committed to it. So it kind of it fought, locked people in even further than they already were. So it was a really, it was, it was a tricky situation for everyone, I think. Oh, man. I was, so I am, I was and still am in a leadership role in my guild. And it was like every day, for like from one month out to like even day of where we like we didn't pick a server because we didn't know what to expect. We didn't want to pick yep. the wrong server. We didn't want to end up on a server with a ton of streamers. We didn't want to end up on a server with a bunch of dominant guilds that were just going to never allow us to do um, things that we want to do. Like we didn't want to be on a server where we were never going to have a chance at a world boss or anything like well, that. Yeah, absolutely. If a guild was too dominant or even if a faction is too dominant too. Yep. Yeah. So we like, we did a ton of research. Um, luckily the streamers were, the big streamers were good about like picking their server. Um, but even then it was like, we were just like constantly checking all the different server discords and trying to figure out like, okay, this is where some of the South Americans are all deciding to go. Um, this is where Onslaught's going. This is where Grizzlies going. Like just like tracking top guilds, tracking cultures and communities, like all this stuff. And it was every Holy day shit. our our guildies were like, okay, so what server are we going on? And we would say, well, we don't actually know. And so you guys were min maxing the server choice at that point. Oh man, Holy shit. yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Um, and it didn't work out. To be fair, it 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 kind of where did, uh, where did you guys on. land? Where did you guys oh. land? So we're on Stalag, which is a US oh, server. Yes. Um, what have I? Why have I heard about that? Someone was telling me. I think it was North. Uh, North was telling me that it. That's it where was, the Grizzly was. Yeah. It was once the. He said it was the best server before it went to shit. It was yeah. So it was that was the server Grizzly was on. So Grizzly was Alliance. Um, they were there. I think we started out pretty close to like sixty forty in favor of yeah. Horde. Um, 
which like we were my my guild everyone we were good with that because we were like okay yes we have an advantage but grizzlies here so we are gonna get a strong alliance presence it's gonna feel it's gonna be fun there's gonna be world pvp um and i i i played with grizzly on private servers a lot so i i knew those guys already i knew kind of like i knew like how they were gonna approach the game and all this stuff so i was excited because i was like all right i know that we can we can uh, put up a good fight against these guys. We can have some fun with it. And we like even during phase two, we did like our roaming crew um, traded pretty well with their roaming crew for HKs and stuff. So like yeah. it was a ton of fun. But yeah, they just blizzard, man, T- kind of getting back to like the whole launch thing, them not having a good idea of how many servers they needed, like just opening up free transfers off of like across the board. Yep. Like all it took was a combination of phase two world PVP and those free transfers. And like one by one Alliance guilds just started disappearing and not even Grizzly could handle being like the only Alliance guild on that server. Yeah. Yeah. And then they made the decision and that's, I guess what it was. They made the decision and uh, as a group and bounced. Yeah, it was, it was kind of like, I I don't know because I liked playing against them. A lot of people were like, "Oh, we don't want to deal with Grizzly because they're like their dominant force, and they also like uh, they talk a lot of trash." Um, that, that is <laughs> not, something that not from yeah. North, surely no, not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, um, but so when they when they left, it was it was kind of a bittersweet thing because it was like, okay, well, we don't have to deal with Grizzly, but at the same time, it's like, okay, if they're leaving no alliance group is going to stick around and that's basically what happened like we became a like 99% horde server and we we are still to this day yep yeah and a few of them have gone that way you know scarum is another one and um yeah. there's been yeah there's been a few that have gone the, that have gone that way too even i think what was the extreme was it flame lash or something the, the one of the oh, years, yeah. the eu ones that was such an extreme iron forge was under siege permanently dude. yeah Fuck I think there's maybe. like Flame Lash even came out. I don't know what who it is. It's like they're trying to recruit Alliance to go and play there in that environment. And they're like, they're doing a great job, I think, of advertising it as like, do you want to come and play this like guerrilla warfare yes. version of WoW? And I think like if if that's what you want, if that sounds fun to you, like the fact that you can do it sounds like really cool to me. It sounds like a super fun way that you could play this game. Um, but I can see how if you just got had that thrust upon you, you would be just you'd be super bummed. Like you wouldn't want to want to have to do that without a choice. Um, but yeah, I think it's I cool that they're yeah. Yeah, yeah, as an option there. Because I'd thought about it too for fun um, to roll up an alliance on Scarum or something and just um, and just check it out and see what it's like to experience that, to experience the, you know a different side of the game as if the world is overrun by the horde. I think it's it's cool, but like you said, it's different of doing it by choice as opposed to someone who's put 150 or 200 hours getting to 60 and then this, the whole thing's gone to shit around them and they didn't necessarily sign up for that. That's a little bit different. Yeah, absolutely. So I yeah, I get it. I I am one of those people that's like, man, Blizzard screwed this whole thing up and it's on them but again it's like i don't think they knew how popular classic was going to be i don't think they they knew how much people were going to min max like server choices and faction balances yeah 
like, remember coming up to it, man, the hype and the chatter. Like, I feel, I don't know, maybe they were out of, if they didn't, if they underestimated it, I think it was because they were out of touch with the community because from what I could see, it was going to be fucking huge. That was what I thought. And I thought maybe even the the naming, the server naming thing might have um, might have indicated that to him because I remember, you know, that was when, this was when I was first exposed to the idea of the two-letter and the three-letter names, how desirable they were. And I remember within minutes, all of the two-letter and three-letter names were gone on across all of the Oceanic servers within fucking minutes like it was crazy. Yeah. You know, you'd think that would have given them a really good indication, but I think the beta could have been done a little bit differently as well. I think it was used as a marketing exercise, you know, far more than gathering community not so much feedback, but gathering intel on the size of the player base and stuff like that. I think it was far yeah. more of a marketing exercise. Yeah, it's I I think they yeah I think you're absolutely right because they did have those. There were a couple times where they opened up um, and did the stress test, didn't they? The low yeah. level stress tests, yeah, yeah. But even that, like, it's a short window of time on a, like a specific day at a specific time, so it's hard to gauge like, okay, how what percentage of the population does this stress test actually give us versus that like at a certain point with the beta they should have just said like hey the last week everyone can come yeah 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 and even if they were limited even if it was limited to level five or or zone restricted or anything just enough for people to to get yeah just to get any idea just something to gauge the the size of the player base a little better i think um i don't know i i just think that like i'm not a fucking expert but i think there could have been better ways of doing it than than what had happened yeah um and maybe even on the faction side i suppose it's it can be a dynamic thing of what as you just explained how a server can start off kind of normal and then it can become um heavily imbalanced but i think i think there could have been things put in place you know initially in in terms of the amount of people you know allowed to pick a certain faction on a server or some kind of feedback during that time where it's like, hey, you know, this is getting a little bit heavy in one direction or whatever. I don't know, but maybe there could have been something something in place there. Yeah, yeah. It's tough. Well, yeah. I would like to think they've learned from this, but then they decided to release Nax when they did. So I don't know how much they're actually like thinking about things i don't it's i know tough. that's the first time because of the next announcement i think i'm out yesterday or day before yep. so this is the first show I've, I've spoken about it um i think it's a little i think it's unusual i think the timing is unusual with the release of shadowlands and i suspect that they probably had that that time in mind um with shadowlands being released a month earlier and i know this year's been a little bit scuffed with blizzcon and and everything and then the delay of shadowlands but I don't, and I'm not, I don't want to be bitching, but I don't think it was the optimal release date. Let's just say that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's one of those things where I, I would love to have been a fly on the wall and hear the reason behind that choice for, of release date. Just because I, I, I'm, I've been racking my brain trying to figure out, like, even from a monetary standpoint, why, why that date? Why, why at the beginning of December, right after Shadowlands comes out, right before the holiday season, it just doesn't. Nothing adds up. Um, yeah, like it, yeah. it is. It's splitting. It's splitting the player base um, at a time with two of the most significant pieces of content in the past eighteen months, isn't it? It's not like one of the other patches in Classic. 
you know, like when ZG or something comes out, it's like, oh, yeah, it's content. Like, Nax, this is the fucking patch for a lot of people. And at the same time with Shadowlands being, it's not, you know, like from BFA going from 8.0 to 8.3 or whatever, it's a significant uh, piece of content. And then I guess it's, it is, it splits the player base and it's, it's, it's just not, it's not great, but it is what it is. I I don't know what, but like you said, the fly on the wall in a meeting, I don't even know how much of a meeting there would have been, man. I mean, you wonder sometimes how much of this shit's actually being discussed properly like we are. Yeah, I, man, I, I would hope that they are, but it's, I guess you never know. Yeah. I yeah. I'm sorry. I can't, I've kind of like pushed this in a direction of like, how can we talk about Blizzard poorly? But um, no, no, it's cool. I just don't, I, I don't, it, it's, it's totally fine to criticize and we all do. Absolutely. Um, so don't feel bad about that at all. Um, I just, yeah, try not to get overly negative towards them, but a certain amount of, a uh, certain amount of criticism is definitely, definitely welcome. Um, yeah, and I think, yeah. and I, and I think, key people at blizzard i'm sure are aware of that and uh and if they do listen to that then hopefully they'll take it as some constructive criticism from us yeah hopefully of, uh, hopefully all people yeah <laughs> um so uh so with classic um what did you actually what did you actually roll up actually tell us first before you do that tell us what your first tune was back in the day way back in the day when you were yeah, a kid absolutely um so my first character uh was a torn warrior oh shit nice yeah i just man as a little kid i i liked i liked like big yeah you um, go for the biggest character character, big strongest character always yeah yeah Yeah. i'm i was always like man i want to be the biggest thing like wielding the biggest weapon that was my that was my jam so Mm -hmm. that was like easy choice torn warrior um i made it to like level 11 before i was like man this is really really hard yeah Uh, And then I kept seeing Torn Hunters and they had a pet. And in my mind, I was like, man, if I had a pet, do like this would be so much easier. So I at like level 11, I rerolled Torn Hunter. Yep. And then that's That's, the yeah, that was my first. That's what happened to me as well was I rolled up. I was same as you. I like the big characters. Anytime I was playing anything, I always get the biggest, strongest ones, the tanky tanky type characters. So I was like, rolled up a Tauren warrior. I was like, this is mint. They can use all these different weapons. It's going to be brilliant. And uh, my brother at the time, he was, he rolled, I think, a, a hunter. I can't remember, an orc hunter or a troll. I can't remember. Um, and I remember looking over at him and like I was getting my ass kicked in my war and I was looking over him. I was like, he's living a good life. He's got this pet that's running around like a spider attacking people and he's shooting them with a bow and arrow. And I was like, he's really living the good life. Like, what am I doing here? Struggling. Yeah. And that was then the next thing I rolled was it was I actually went Alliance after I went a night elf hunter. But um, yeah, you, you really do. You see other people and you think they got a good. Yeah. It's crazy thinking because like I think back on it now and it's like warrior is hard to level even when you know the game. Yep. warrior is hard to level so as like a 12 year old i can't like i'm surprised i made it that far like it's yep. such a like unforgiving class um and, and it so, would have got yeah. worse as you got as you got high level it would have got worse with the different stances and the quests like the certain warrior quests that are absolutely essential to do and like now with questy and everything we do it but you think back like if you didn't know that or if you were like oh this is too hard or you didn't know what the gear award was or you know, it would have got really difficult back then being a warrior, I think. Yeah, absolutely. I 
I love that I switched to Hunter because that's that's basically been my main um, forever now. Like most of the private servers I was on, I played Hunter. And now in Classic, like that's my main. My main is Hunter. So is that what you rolled up then this time around as well? Oh, yeah. I, I went, uh, I didn't go Torn though, because now I know that that's not the best uh, race for Hunter. But okay. um, yeah, so I'm a, I'm a female troll hunter is my main. And then... I actually so my first alt was a was an orc warrior and then my second alt was an orc hunter. So I actually have two sixty hunters. Jesus dude, you love it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um and you got your name? Did you get your name reserved um on oh, yeah. day one as well? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, awesome. yeah. I put it I reserved it on like every single server because yeah, we didn't know where we were gonna be. Yeah. Oh, so you got in and reserved it. Yeah, nice, nice. Good thinking actually. I never thought of that. Um no, very cool. So what? Um, how would you describe you, the way you have played Classic to date and now what are you doing in the game? So you would have been hardcore, you know, raiding, PvP. Uh, how did you spend the time playing? Yeah, so the group of people that I came into Classic with was the same group of people I played my last private server with. So we actually, because we were on K3, and we killed uh, Kel'Thuzad July of 2019, and then we then we started Classic in August of 2019. In August, yeah, sheesh. yeah. So we we brought over a lot of that core group, um, and we started this guild. And our whole focus was always we're gonna be we're we're gonna be pretty hardcore. We're basically gonna be like the most hardcore dad guild in the world. That was nice. our, kind of our goal. Yeah, because that was the thing. Yeah, because we had so many people that that were very, very talented that could play this game at the highest level, but they didn't want, they didn't want to deal with um, the culture that goes with hardcore. They didn't want to deal with like gamer words and like yeah. toxicity. You know, yeah. 20 hours straight piss bottles and, you know, raging in discord and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So, so we were very much like, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to find these people that are very talented that will put in all the effort and work that is needed to rate at a high level. But we're going to like, we're going to be a couple steps back from like the absolute most hardcore. And we're still going to do speed runs. We're still going to parse really well. Um, we're still going to like try our absolute hardest, but we're going to do it um, at kind of our own pace and yep. with like a very positive culture. And that's something that I love about our guild is that like, well, yeah, we do like make fun of each other. We meme, we like we trash talk and stuff like it. It always has been a very positive environment and everyone knew that we bring in. I hope that they come in and say like, wow, these guys like they play at a high level and they're also like very nice people. And that's just yeah. been like that's been honestly one of the things that I've been most proud of about my classic experience. Fuck yeah, man. That does sound awesome. Sounds like the perfect mix for a lot of people. Definitely. Um and for the guild, honestly, dude, for the guild to have survived and still be strong now, you know, where we are, whatever, four, 15 months later or something, there's a lot of guilds that went, um, a lot of guilds have dissolved guild drama issues in this time. And uh, even some of the guilds that were formed long before the game had even launched and people were really hyped, they they fell apart three months in. So, um, so I think it's awesome that you guys have even survived to this point. It's an, it's an achievement for any guild to have survived with no major issues until now. So that's really cool. Yeah. I mean, we've lost our fair share of people. We've had our own 
hurdles to deal with, especially, I mean, even lately, I don't think anyone's been immune lately to people getting burnt out. Um, but yeah, we're but, still but, kicking. But and, and COVID, dude. I mean, this year, let's be honest, this year has yeah. been just a challenge. Let's just call it that, a challenge for people this year. There's no doubt. I think everyone in the world has been has been affected in some in some way, uh, whatever your views are on the whole deal, it has affected people. So, uh, oh yeah, it's, it's it's been a challenge, definitely. Yeah. So, yeah. So, kind of get back to your original question. Um, yeah, we we actually one of our requirements, and it wasn't a hard requirement, but it, so this kind of goes into like, uh, yeah, we were a couple, we were hardcore, but like a couple steps back. Like we had, we asked everyone to have a level sixty alt. Um, leveled up and ready to go by like eight weeks in wow so um <laughs> so we actually yeah we started doing split mcs about eight weeks into classic jesus um, dude that is hardcore yeah so we it was it was definitely that might have been like kind of our peak of hardcore because it was like all right everyone's gonna have like a main and it's gonna be geared and ready to go and everyone's gonna have an alt and it's gonna be geared and ready to go yeah pretty and we're sick. gonna yeah, we're going to split raid. We're going to like get all this gear on our mains. And I think that was it was an aggressive thing to do. And ultimately what it led to was when BWL came out, most of our members said, hey, we don't want to do this in the BWL. Um, oh, going to be too. A lot of people said that I can't maintain this commitment. Yeah, yeah. So and we we that was one of the things where we were just like, all right, yeah, if if this isn't something that we want to continue as a guild, like absolutely we'll adjust. And we did. Um and I think it was ultimately for the better because then it became um, throughout BWL. So throughout, what is that? Phase three, phase four, every single raid, we were able to like push speed or push parses. And so we, we kind of transitioned from this uh, like hardcore split rating, like gear up everyone mentality to every single raid is, is like, is a learning experience for how we can be better. So yeah. that was a ton of fun. We did, aq for or we did sorry bwl speed runs um we did okay i think the fastest we ever got was right around like 28 minutes Fuck, um, that's good that's good isn't it it's pretty good yeah it i think we were i mean it puts us in like the one percent which is always super Jesus. cool um and then yeah when aq we, yeah when aq40 came out we were like all right we're gonna just move into this and do the same thing and we had the fastest time on our server for like the first like month or six weeks or something and then that's when we started losing a ton of people including our raid leader and our gm oh no um yeah so we've we've been rebuilding and we and we've bounced was that back. from burnout was that from burnout irl issues just just shit yeah that happens. i mean like you said it was um like it was a combination of like covid affecting people's jobs yeah. and real yeah. life and and when when there's at a certain point, like you, you should stop playing WoW. Like if if you've got enough going on in real life that that the time commitment for whatever you're doing in WoW is is taken away from you being able to take care of yourself and your family, like absolutely, you need to 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 just take a step away. That's totally fine, and that and that's what the, happened with a lot yeah. of people. The other thing that can happen too, which is like a cruel irony, is that if you got, say, you you got fired from your job or or your you know your your business was doing poorly, and you found that you had a whole bunch of extra time, 
some, a lot of people won't feel like playing WoW if their life's in the fucking toilet. You don't feel like playing WoW then, where you don't if you don't have a job and you're not earning anything, you got all this time. But it's not the same as where it's like you know you work or you're doing a job and you're taking care of everything, and it's like awesome. I can get on and play some WoW. And we're going to do this, you know. That's for me anyway. I don't I don't like playing WoW if if my shit's not in in place, you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because it's like, yeah, you're. If you have too much time to get on and play WoW, you're you're ultimately logging in and you're probably not doing something that you enjoy. You're probably farming or making yourself you're making yourself play because yeah. you think like, oh, I have the time I need to play it. And that's that's never going to end with you enjoying your time. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's it sucks. It sucks when you lose when you lose people from those key roles. It definitely it it it, it makes it difficult for sure. Yeah. Yeah. One of the like. Man, so one of the, because I stream most of our raids and stuff, and so we lost, we lost our GM, we lost our raid leader, we lost like six other DPS, um, and it was all going into a DMF week, which was just like icing on the cake because it was like one yeah. week after we're like, all right, I guess we're gonna try to do a speed run, and we went into AQ40 with thirty eight people. And one of our healers was DC'd most of the time. And we ended up beating our fastest time by like, not a lot, by like 45 seconds or something. But down, but down two DPS, you know? Down, down a raid leader, a GM who was our main tank, um, ah. some other DPS. And it was just like the, the raid ended. And I was just like, I got on comms and I was just like, I like i love you guys like this was yeah that's this amazing. was the most amazing thing that i've done in wow even though like we didn't set any crazy time we didn't like like achieve any world ranking it was just like we came together as a group and we did something that i that's think most of us cool. thought we weren't going to be able to do yeah so yeah, that's very cool a couple of questions um do you guys use uh prop pally tanks for anything is there any situations where you tank certain ads or anything like that um we are horde so oh, of course yeah horde, no on yeah. that one no on that one yeah true 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 um no that makes sense uh second question um do you guys have any of the dispel uh bullshit going on on your server like this dispelling of world buffs yes it's that's like all that we it's such a silly thing because it's it, I, I know some people think it's funny. I think it's so fucking lame, dude. Like, I just, I don't know. It's I think it's it's pretty lame. Well, at this point, it's, it's like widely agreed upon by everyone on our server that it's not Alliance that are doing it. It's Horde that have Alliance characters, and they're dispelling other Horde just to, like, oh, do you think just that's what's to happening? do it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. To either, to, to fuck with just to fuck with people or to slow the progression of other people doing the same content? Or is it just, just to be dicks ultimately? Probably. I think it's, yeah, I think it's a combination. I think there's people that are like that target like our guild or other, like it's, I, I don't know. I don't want to like start throwing out like uh, yeah. accusations, but I think that there is sort of a target on any guild that, that tries to run speed where it's like, oh, I know that if I dispel them during DMF week, like that's going to get them the, the worst. And whether you're another guild that runs speed or whether you're just someone who like has a beef, like that's that's like what you do. And the whole thing. Yeah, I, I think the whole thing is 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 gross. And I I just don't. Yeah, I, I would love for it to not even be a possibility in the game. But here we are. 
and I hear I hear some of it is like um, it it's it's sort of going beyond probably what the game had intended, like where people will have a low level character, um, a low level character, you know, that they've some, they've gotten into, you know, enemy city, um, you know, and then they, they'll, that will constantly be dead. You know, they'll, they'll res or as they're logging into the game, they hit their dispel macro before they're even fully zoned in. So whether there's no defense, like no one can, can kill them or anything and they're able to dispel someone and then they get one shot, but like they've taken someone's well buff. And I just think it's like, it's not, I don't know. It's just not really how the, how the game was intended to be played. Yeah. That's, that happens. That's a, that's a rampant thing on our server. I Um, just don't like it, man. I really don't like it. Oh yeah. I, I don't, I don't think there's anyone who thinks like, oh, this is good for the game. I don't think anyone's ever going to make an argument that this is a good thing. Like, yeah, this needs to be in here. I think there's just people that get a sick pleasure from it. But if you ultimately removed it, I don't think that anyone would like make oh, a it definitely, Yeah, yeah. I think it was maybe funny once there was one, I think one of the first guys that I'd seen on Reddit, there was a screenshot of a guy and I can't remember. And he had some name where it was like, you know, dispel bot or he had some name like that. And he'd leveled up a priest and, um, just purely it was an alt just purely to do that and like maybe it was funny once because people had not even really considered it. i don't know if people were doing this back in in vanilla which just seemed to be a fairly new meta that had evolved um but it was maybe funny once from a troll point of view but now that it's just like people especially if it is the same faction that someone's got to the gone to the trouble of like having another account to level a tune to fuck with people their own faction and then you know sort of laugh about it i don't know it's just yeah it's yeah it it definitely it's it's just like an extra thing because you would think like oh we're on a server that's 99 percent horde um close to 100 percent at this point like oh it's basically pve like you don't have to worry about losing your world buffs but the reality is like if you're if you sh- if you're just like in the wrong place at the wrong time, a priest is going to show up and dispel you. And it's like, Jesus. why I shouldn't have to worry about that? Like, and it, it just, just shouldn't be a thing. like you said. It could be because you have a beef with someone over anything else. It could be someone that you just have a beef with in the game, and then they're just like, oh, they could have a priest that they yeah they track you down and fuck with you just for that, you know? Yeah, and it's yeah. like it can. In the case for a lot of other people who are in a raid or whatever, maybe it doesn't matter. But for people who are speed running it, it's a um, it's a super important part of it, isn't it? I mean, yeah, yeah. So um, this is definitely disappointing. Definitely disappointing yeah. to see that kind of shit going on. Yeah, but yeah, outside uh, of uh, outside of raiding and and doing stuff with my guild, um, I have been doing the hardcore leveling. I think oh, we, yes. you kind of like you. I think you hinted at that earlier. Um, I I did the first hardcore cup, the first like competition, and I died early on. Like it did not go well at all. Um, but from there, I was like, "This is a super cool thing." Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take another shot at this. And so I've been I've been doing that. I think since like phase four, phase three, phase yeah. four. And it's it's one of those things where I really enjoy the leveling process in Classic WoW. Yes, I, I do. Yeah, I hate the the dungeon like boost meta. I think that it's I think that it just takes away one of the things that not a lot of people appreciate about the game, which is that the whole leveling process is it's like so fun and so dynamic and it's it's just like 
it's one of those things where people get so excited when they're within their max level character gets like a new piece of gear or gets like some sort of upgrade or, or like something to make them more powerful. And like, that's what leveling is, right? This is a, absolutely like, every level you get new spells and abilities. Every like but, green item that drops is a potential upgrade. Like it's, well, I you, think for, for me, I think that it's a more powerful experience in hardcore is when you get a, when you get a gear piece, like a gear drop in hardcore, I, I feel for me, it's had more of an effect than getting a gear upgrade on my on my main, for example, where it's kind of like it, like it's an upgrade, but I just in in hardcore, I just think it's such tangible difference. Like it can be the difference between life and death, and you just get so excited about it. even a killer green is awesome. Oh yeah, everything is heightened when you add the hardcore to it, like. I love doing dungeons. I've been trying, like, I try to do as many dungeons as I can. And it's because, like, just going into a dungeon is already a stressful thing. But then accomplishing it with other hardcore players, like, that, it's just the most fun I've had ever doing any dungeon, really. And it's... I've never done a dungeon yet in hardcore, man. Oh, man. I never have. I, I, do you avoid it? Or is it just you haven't had the opportunity? I just... In my head, I probably had kind of avoided it, but I might try on my next turn that I'm leveling up. Actually, do you know what it's been is I haven't had people enough that I would trust to go in and do it because I just I, I just thought there's you really have to trust the people that you're going with um, because a lot of, especially at the lower level, a lot of the hardcore guys, they are can be a little bit fast and loose and they don't really care if they lose a turn. But even for me, if I lost one at like 15 or 20, I'm still going to be upset. Yeah, yeah. Um Man, I would recommend it. I think there's, I think you're right. There are people that are fast and loose. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. But what I've found with like every dungeon I've done is that they, the like quality of player and the like focus has been, has like been the exact same that I run into when I run dungeons with like people from my guild or people from other hardcore guilds where like, oh, it's clear they know their class. They know what they're doing. They know this dungeon. And to have that be something where like every pickup group, every pug that I've done in hardcore feels that way, like that makes it like I, it's made me feel a lot more comfortable about doing. That. Yeah. Are you um, are you doing it on blood sale? Yes, I'm on yeah, blood sale nice. buccaneers. Yeah. Yeah, I might do a. Um, I'm, I've always done alliance man, but I might do a hoardy as my next time, and then um, yeah, maybe I can catch up with uh, with some of you guys and some other people that uh, that I don't get to do anything with. So uh, so it could be cool. Yeah, I would. I mean. So I had I had an alliance character. Um, we I was doing an alliance duo with a guy from my guild, um, and then yesterday morning we died. I saw the death cliff yeah. come up. Yeah. So we dude. yeah we were like level twenty three or twenty four, um, which is decent. Which is decent. People don't people if you don't play hardcore, that's that's decent. You know. It's, yeah. It's, and that was that was his first ever hardcore experience. Um, and it was funny because he. It happened. I kind of was like, that sucks. Um, but I'd been through it before. I've lost hardcore characters in the 20s. Um, so I, I kind of shook it off and I kept doing other stuff that day. And, and it was like a couple hours later, he messaged me on Discord and he's like, <laughs> man, I'm still upset about this. And I'm like, dude, I know it's rough. And he's like, no, no, no. My wife came home and she started talking to me and I had to stop her and just tell her like, honey, I've had a, I've had a bad day. <laughs> Oh fuck! I know those feelings, man. I know those feelings. Yeah. Oh god, I was looking back because I've been giving, I've been kicking myself a bit lately because I've made, I've lost a couple of tunes recently, and one of them was a really good one. 
Um, I think my mistake was I hadn't played. I took a break from hardcore. I took a break from everything actually. Um, and, uh, I came back to, I came back to hardcore after not playing for like five, six months. And within 30 minutes I'd died. And oh, my character, no. I know. And I was just like, I couldn't remember my keybinds or spells and I'd changed my UI and some of my shit wasn't where it was. And anyway, I, I basically, I fucked that one up myself. But the next one I had died from like a perfect storm of, you know, I was fighting a Defias dude and um, I had him covered no problem. I stunned him. I was on a paladin. So I stunned him early on um, and that cracked off a heel. And just as the heel was about to go through uh, this, you know, this a fucking condor or whatever came over and just pecked me right, which then knocked back the heel enough for yeah. the Defias dude to come out of the stun. As soon as he was out, he kicked my heel. So I lost the heel, but oh it also locked, it locked me out of my holy thing. So I couldn't bubble and I couldn't lay on hands. So I was just like, oh, fuck. And they were my main oh shit buttons. So I had none yeah. of that. And then at the same time, the bird is still pecking me. And then this guy just like fucking hits me and I'm just dead. In And I was on such a good run and I'd been playing so carefully and I was over leveled for those guys, but it was just the perfect storm of shit that, that just hit me. Um, so I've, I've had a few, but I've been beating myself up a bit and thinking, fuck, I'm just, I'm just terrible. But when I looked back over some of my death clips, I, I made a compilation ages ago of my death clips and my first ones, like, I think the first one I died at like level nine, you know, oh, yeah. and I'd lost, I'd lost some like under 10 before. And I still see people, it comes up as the guild message, you know, someone's oh, yeah. level seven or nine or whatever. Um, so like, I noticed I'm getting better and better. And I just need to probably, I'm trying to change the way I'm thinking and look at it and go, right, I'm de- I'm getting up to 20 these days, you know, and I think my best is 24. Um, and I'm going to, I'm going to get there. I think once I get over that, get over that hump, yeah, uh, things are going to improve. Yeah, absolutely. It's, I, I know exactly what you like. You'll see the, with the add on, there'll be, the yeah, announcement it's like, oh, this person died at level four in Duratar. <laughs> yeah. And I'm always like, wow, what, what were they doing wrong? But then I think back and it's like, I've died at like level seven. Like, yep. it happens. Um, it, it, yeah, you can overpull, something comes out that you don't see, and it's just, oh, yeah. and part of it, like, especially if you're streaming, if you're streaming and you're trying to make the stream interesting or if you're talking to chat or like lately i've been doing like cargoes as i've been using the action cam view which then oh, restricts the amount of shit that you can I don't see around it that. <laughs> and i was just like the time that i died on my good pally was i had action cam on and this bird just came up behind me and i was like this is uh, i don't know if i don't know if this is a good move all the time that's like it's one of those like built-in. How do you make the hardcore challenge harder? It's like yeah. oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna just take away my ability to see things see, around me. Yeah, and I don't need it to be any harder, man. So I'm gonna try and walk back a bit from that from the uh, the action cam. I think yeah, I might just use that on like literal grinding when things are super uh, super boring. Yeah, I've like yeah, my hardcore experience like I've I've had a lot of success like my. I have a hunter right now. It's level 50, almost 51. Nice. Um, yeah, I, I'm pretty confident with it. That you can it, get to 60. Yeah, but I, and I just did, what was it? Like Friday, Thursday night, I did Oldemon and ZF with Cargos and Greys. Nice. Um, and some, and a couple other, Siksika and Marauder. And I just want to make sure I got everyone's names. Um, and like it's going really well. Those guys want to do they want to do Maradon and they want to do Sunken Temple and BRD. So like we're gonna 
there's a chance I end up doing some some risky stuff. Um, and there's always a chance that you die doing that stuff. But I feel pretty confident about the hunter. Yeah. Um, but again, it's a hunter. Like I have hardcore people and non-hardcore come in and they're like, well, you're playing a hunter and hardcore. And I'm like, you're right. I, I, I do know like anyone out there that's doing hardcore that's like, you know, not getting past level 10 or, you know, dying in the teens or early 20s. Like most of those people are probably playing a class that's harder than hunter. So I would say, like, yeah. just keep at it because I I my whole intention always has been like get a hunter to 60 without having extra things built in, like yeah. to make it more difficult. More and then difficult from there, then yeah, now I'm going to add extra stuff. Like I, I have a level 10 hunter and I'm just going to try a no pet hunter and see how far I can get once nice. once I get done. Um, and I want to go warrior too. like I want to go from hunter to warrior. Holy just, like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, let, let, me, let me let me get a drink, dude, because I've got so many hardcore things I want to talk about. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, back. All right. So, um, in terms of in terms of classes for hardcore, do you think the hunter is the is the best choice, or in your opinion, is the best choice? Um, so, what I always tell people whenever they they ask me what they should play, or whenever people even point out like, "Oh, you're playing hunter," that's the easiest one. I I think that people are going to do the best on the classes they know the best. So if you're really comfortable on a hunter, yeah, you're probably going to do really well. Even on your first or second attempt, you might make it to 60 because it's a combination of hunters, a really good leveling class. And if you know how to play it, like you can you can really take advantage of that. But I I mean, there's people that I think the guy, the first guy who got priest to level 60. Yep. Um, I think it was like his first attempt that he did it on. And it was because he knew how to level priest. Yeah, he, he knew. knew I, I watched yeah. him, yeah, playing his last level, and it was it was incredible. Jumping in between shadow and normal form, healing DPS. He did it was a it was a masterclass of of watching him. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I love to point out that like Hunter wasn't even the first one to sixty. It was I think Nom Nom hit it on his rogue, and then there was like priest and priest, druid. Yeah, I think I think Hunter was like on like the back half of the classes to make it to sixty. So it's. I, I I truly believe that it it has more to do with the player and what class they're familiar with than than whatever class you play. Some of the things I've learned so much, man, so much about the game by doing hardcore, which I hadn't noticed before. And one of the really interesting things, because I I love paladins, dude. I'm always a paladin. And one of the things I've noticed is that the paladin, the zero to ten on a paladin is so fast. I think that they will, I know for sure that they're quicker than doing a mage or a lot of other classes up to like 10 or 11 or something. And then you, and then you get this early confidence boost and then you think this is awesome, but then they start to drop down in terms of leveling speed and other, and then other ones like a mage and stuff will then as their mana pool increases um, and you get more efficient spells, then they all start to move forward 
in terms of leveling. So it's just those just those subtle things I'd never really paid attention to at the lower levels before. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's like it. There's so many X factors um, as you're going through the process. Like a, a lot of it has to do with like how your class changes over time. Yep. Um, a lot of it has to do with like how lucky do you get with gear? Um, do you do you get to run dungeons? If so, do you get good loot from there? Um, especially with a gear dependent class like so with, i've noticed with the paladin for example is if you get a green a green two-handed sword early on that it's just a dramatic i mean it's a double you can double your dps you'll yeah. absolutely double your dps early on if you get a, a green sword early on a uh, two-hander and i think that makes a huge difference but there's also this convergence then that i've been playing with with classes like a paladin where it, you can stack you can go a sword and 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 shield or sword and hammer or whatever um, stack armor and go for a more tanky type build, focus on defense and then just chip away um, slowly at enemies. Or you can go with more of a, you know, an offensive build. And there's this kind of convergence that I found where with stacking too much defense, your time to kill is really slow, which makes it really boring gameplay, but more so that you allow repops to happen. You can expose yourself to more danger by trying to be too defensive as opposed to get in kill an enemy quickly and, and move on so i'm yeah. kind of like learning that side of things too yeah because i've when i like first really started theory crafting how i would spec a warrior i i remember talking to people about like could you go prot and just like be tanky and defensive and just not put yourself at risk of dying really like you just take longer to kill stuff and I, I think I was talking to Nom Nom. I was in his stream because he's he's been trying to, to get a warrior forever. Yeah. And he said like he tried prot, he got pretty far, but it's one of those things where like the amount, like however much you save by like taking less damage or mitigating damage, because it takes you so much longer to kill stuff, you don't actually like save that health or anything. It's just like you're just taking like the whole process is just like extended. So. Yeah, I, I think it can give you a little bit of a – it can give you something to lean on in terms of resetting a fight or a little bit of um, room for error. So if you're fighting one enemy, you know, you're fighting whatever, just one enemy, a kobold or something, and another one spawns or, or paths into you, you can take a couple of hits and go, oh, this is no good. I'm going to bounce from this yeah. as opposed to I think if you were – if you are really weak, then you know you take a couple of hits. It can be you can be dead before you get away. Um, but yeah, like the other the other issue is then if your time to kill is too long, then you you can you're more exposed to a third party intervention like that as you know another um, another enemy coming along. So there's there's just so much nuance to it, isn't there? Oh yeah, absolutely. I the number of people that come in and ask like, what kind of pet should I have for hardcore? And it's like, well. <laughs> There's there is some nuance to it, but um, I mean, I keep telling people like just take get like an offensive pet because ultimately you're already going to be playing safer than you would normally. Yep. So you can you can get a defensive pet and then your pet's going to be able to like help you out maybe a little bit more in any dicey scenario. But if you're already putting yourself in a dicey scenario, like is the pet going to be the thing that saves you? Probably not. Yeah. Um, so and I think that that same kind of sentiment might ring true with a lot of classes um, with like spec and, and everything else like, yeah, you you can play more defensive and you can 
you can take spells or or like go with tankier gear or whatever else just to like help with survivability but you're ultimately probably going to play the game in a safer way so do you want to gimp yourself from being able to like perform well when you're already going to be playing safe and there's like that interesting trade-off that i've been like kind of going back and forth on for like the entire time i've been doing hardcore the highest, uh, the highest paladin I ever had, I was, uh, I did a like a, I, it's not right to call it a rep build because I, my points were all over the place anyway. But it was using a two-handed sword, um, and it was I just stacked offensive gear. So I actually I took skinning and leather working, and I crafted, like I was able to craft green leather gear that I wore. I got hold of the rare recipe for black, oh, what was it, black dragon whelp armor or something like that and it was really good stats but i was wearing um you know like a two or two two or three pieces of that and uh, yeah leather wearing paladin that i was stacking offensively and she was the best tune that i had and she actually died to drowning never actually beaten in combat oh my gosh i drowned her um so that was a real low light for sure but uh but yeah that worked really well because my with especially with a two-hander for crit i was nearly one-shotting a lot of like trash mobs it was um it was really cool. That was what I'd found was the best one. Uh, but some of the, the other things I'd done that was interesting along the way was sort of at a low level kind of min-maxing the professions, which is easier than you think. So I would always pick, especially in the human starting area, you can pick up skinning and leatherworking like super early and easy because it's like the first little town that you go to. So I'd pick that up. No matter what profession I ultimately wanted, I would always pick that first. Skin a bunch of mobs. I would create like 20 or 40 of those armor kits, throw mm, them in yeah. the bank, sell the rest of the leather and then i would change to whatever profession i wanted and at least for the duration of the game you've got like 40 armor kits that you can boost uh you know boost the yeah. armor or whatever you're wearing and especially on a clothy it makes a big difference man you can double oh, your yeah. armor with uh with those kits and then i'd go you know engineering um you know mining and engineering or whatever after that yeah that's like i mean we didn't even get into that like professions are such a massive part of the whole process like yeah. i I think that can change. I think it it depends a lot on your class, but even then, like it probably changes how you play that class. Like I like I've seen different melee classes, and I was actually going to ask you like what you typically go on a paladin because I'm I'm thinking about on a warrior whether like engineering is like engineering seems very good. It's got a lot of positives, but there's so many good elixirs and other like yep. alchemy things that like I think that it could be viable to do that as well. I liked engineering on um, when I did like a prop pally, and especially I. The other thing that I would change whenever I was a pally was depending if I got a really good drop. So I remember getting on one of the prop pallies I did. I got quite far. I got a really good green shield early on that was like five hundred armor itself. So like I was, I remember having like a thousand armor at level nine or level ten. It was fucking crazy. Um, so I kind of went, well, I'm going to use this weapon for a while, and I got a really good um, green one hander. But I would go especially on a on a prop pally when you get up to get consecrate for example at 20 you can do like a bit more aoe so i would use engineering then for grenades and dynamite and stuff yeah and um yeah i would do a little more like aoe drop a consecrate drop a dynamite and take the hits especially from like um from melee mobs and uh, that was the way i used to go but otherwise i really do like skinning and leather working because of the little bit of passive income you get i think it, it helps in a lot of ways to stop when you stop and skin your mp5's ticking it's kind of a benefit anyway that it slows you down in between there yeah 
with probably no net loss because otherwise if you had to stop and drink or whatever or wait for mana so i think there's a lot of positives with that yeah that's one i haven't i haven't dove into but i have seen like what you're saying like there's a lot of good leather gear that you can mm. make whether no matter like really what class you're playing whether you're like a hunter a paladin a warrior, warrior. Like a druid um yeah i i, and, I think at the lower levels a lot of the a lot of the leather gear stacks strength on it which is odd but you get a lot of strength and agi on it so yeah like for a for a warrior for example that's 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 pretty decent too isn't it yeah so yeah i on my main right now um i'm engineering which has been a ton of fun because like uh once you get up to like iron and you get up to around like 200 engineering you basically have infinite iron grenades yep. which means like every time that i pull more than one mob i'm like oh, i'm tossing a grenade out here and it's yep. just like it's this unlimited supply of extra damage which is great. yeah which is so good which is so good and it can be clutch as well like if you're um yeah if you're in a situation like well not so much for you but for for me if like out of mana on a mage or even with a paladin as well or you're right at the edge, you get low on health you can pop and they're almost at the edge of theirs you could pop a grenade and that's it as the finishing blow so it's a good it's good like little clutch dps as well yeah i like when we when we when i've done dungeons i just like i bring so many grenades and i just toss grenades like every single time it's off cd because i'm like trying to do my part in the dungeon trying to do extra damage and stuff and it's super nice to be able to to like have a utility like that the other thing i think horde misses out on which i think is i think it's one of the most powerful consumes in the game that alliance players get early on is the bag of marbles which is um uh 20 you get 10 of them and it's a 25% chance uh, to miss uh, yeah. when you use on an enemy. It's so powerful. I mean, it works on bosses. It works on everything. So I try to use them sparingly. But if I need to, it's like it's 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 a super powerful thing against a tough enemy. Oh, man. on the So on that, I, I was saying like the last private server I was on before Classic, we, we cleared Nax. We actually, we were on Alliance side and we had everyone go out and everyone that had not done the bag of marbles quest Quests. we had them do holy it holy shit and used those at a raid we level we used it on patchwork yeah cuz it worked on his uh like on it's not the imbalancing strike um but on his like yeah on his like crazy attack on like the highest hp person for like 6k wow. damage so wow. and we would just chain pop those and it's like all right patchwork doesn't do anything now gg that's crazy it's that's it's one of the most powerful consumes isn't it it really is it's one yeah. of the most powerful consumes and get at level six it's so many people over the years have like thrown it deleted them vended them or whatever it's, it's oh yeah unreal. it's crazy just to think oh what am i going to do with this i probably would have whenever i had first played too i wouldn't have known what the fuck these were yeah to get rid yeah take up the bag space absolutely yeah oh man um it's been such a ride the hardcore challenge it really has i'm super hyped because i'm gonna do i've done a couple of duos that haven't worked out too good but i'm gonna take it really seriously this time and um i am lucky enough to have the lovely elenia that's going to be doing it with me as oh. my duo as my duo partner and she's big brain uh big brain speedrunner who um i think i will be able to learn a lot from so i'm super hyped for that um the only thing is because she's leveled so many times and she actually is really good at the game she wants to make it more difficult. Oh, okay. yeah. So, so she's decided that we're both going to do characters that we haven't done before. So she's done lots of um, – so Hunter is her is her 
Hunter and Paladin are her favorites, and she's leveled a fucking shitload of Hunters, so I get it that she doesn't want to do that again. So she wants to be a Warlock, which I think will be a strong choice, but she's got absolutely no idea how to play it, and she is refusing to do any research beforehand, so it's going to be oh, wow. trial, trial by fire on that. And um, she's making me pick a character that I haven't played before, which it looks like I'm going to be a Druid because I haven't done a Druid before. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. Although she said, I said to her, we've got to start in the same area. And she, she thinks she can get a level one gnome to Teldrassil. So we'll have to wait and see about that. Interesting. Yeah. But I'm are super you, excited. Uh, are you guys going to do, is that just like in your like free time or are you going to do the hardcore challenge, like the competition? She's got, for the competition, she's already got another partner. For me, I haven't been able to do one of the cups yet because it kicks off at 3 a.m. for me. Oh, that's and true. I, and I've been too weak to actually get up and do it at that time. Like I'm gonna try to, I'm gonna try to one of these times. But yeah, we're gonna just, we're gonna just group up in our free time and do it and try. We're gonna, I'm really determined to try and get to sixty. I think the two of us can. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm super hyped for that. But I gotta, I gotta do one of the cups one day. But it's just, I know oh, yeah, what that time difference. Yeah, I'll set, I'll set my alarm for two thirty or two forty five or something, and it'll go off, and I'll look down at my phone and I'll think, what am I doing? Why am I getting up at three? to play wow yeah and I, and I know me, yeah <laughs> so, give me flashbacks to launch yeah. yeah so i i don't know i'd like i got to do it once for the experience but we'll see the time difference is just killing me yeah i would love to uh not die in one that would be that's my goal right now is to like make it to the end of one whether i'm like place or not i i always die so that's and the it, goal and the next one is to actually survive it just get to whatever level you can without dying Yes, make it the whole eight hours. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I hadn't actually considered that. I had just assumed that I wouldn't die if I was doing one. Oh and man! I would just get. But you, yeah, when you're pushing it, I guess it's different. It's. It is. Yeah. The last one, because the last one was the first duo, and I did it with a guy who has never done hardcore, and he was just like, "Let's push. Let's go." Like it's a speed level in competition, and I had to keep reminding him, like, "Yeah, but if one of us dies, that's it." Yeah, right? we're out. We're out. Um, yeah. And he was, yeah, we died because he wanted to pull and try to kill a rare elite in Durantar as like <laughs> level nine hunters. He's like, no, we can do this. We have sticky goo. It's going to go fine. And yeah, it did not go fine. He, <laughs> we died and it was like maybe like an hour 45, two hours into the competition. <laughs> You're just like, fuck. I was just so because I yeah I always die so it was just like here we go again I'm still not making it to the end. I know I've been I've been a bad partner sometime with people where I've just been kind of like you get do get that little bit of a confidence boost but I also I have noticed with duo leveling is it does I know mathematically it's better than solo because you get a slight XP boost whatever but it's um. In, in terms of the raw numbers, but it really is a lot slower when you're doing like per kill, um, you know, everything half or almost half. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. You, you, you have to include grinding, don't you? That you just can't rely on getting, um, you can't rely on the quest getting you through, you're just under leveled in the next areas. So I think it's sort of, it, it spurs you on a little bit more. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's like, because I think you said you saw our, our death clip. Like, yeah. We're, we were warlock priest and we were just getting into this habit of pulling like four or more mobs at a time and just like <laughs> AOE fearing and single target fearing and dotting and running around and just like, yeah, we, you know, it's sketchy, but it's been working. And 
obviously that's not going to work forever. And what like as soon as the priest's AOE fear like got resisted on multiple targets, it was like, okay, this is uh, not a good situation. And, and that, yeah, and, and that's all it takes, isn't it? Is to resist or something, and it'll just that's what gets you. Yeah, and like I don't know, I've I've watched the clip a couple times, and it's like I didn't sack my Void Walker, I didn't start running soon enough. But in my mind, I was like, no, we do this all the time. We're going to be fine. And very quickly, it went from "we're going to be fine" to "oh, I'm I'm dead now." Okay. <laughs> oh man, I know, but that's what happens, and that's why, like, even so, I'm doing a mage at the moment, but it's like. And I've been doing, I'm not a pro AOE farmer, but I do have a, I've got like a 52 mage that I've been doing that's at the AOE build. And I've been doing quite a lot of AOE farming as most mages have. But in hardcore, I'm just not going to do it or not to that same level because that's all it takes is one resist or two resists out of the big pack. The whole thing, you can't control the pack anymore. You take some hits and you're dead. And normally oh, it, yeah. doesn't, it doesn't matter, but that's super high risk gameplay in, um, in, in hardcore especially to do it for that whole time because that's what i was trying to explain to my wife yesterday i was like you know in one hand you think about it you can do it one level at a time and it's fine but at the same time it's it's playing without making mistakes for whatever 60 levels 100 hours you know 120 hours or whatever it ends up being 150 hours probably in hardcore like it's a long time to not make any mistakes yeah and i man i see these mages that are like Oh, I'm gonna grind. I'm gonna AOE grind from like 24 all the way to 60. That's how I'm gonna do it. And I'm just like, man, there's so much out of your control. Like so many things that you cannot control that can go wrong that can get you killed. And I resists, man. Yeah, resists and like spell batching and all kinds of stuff. Where yeah, like spell batching. Uh, like reach on mobs, like them being able to oh, just like, melee leeway. Yeah, yeah. Especially with moving. Oh shit. Like that. Definitely. Yeah. I, I don't think I could ever do if I, if I ever end up doing a mage, I don't think I'll ever really try AOE. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm, I'm, I'd be interested to see. I've only just got to, I think 11, 11 or 12, maybe on this mage. So I, I need to get a little bit more before I can be, um, before I can really comment, but I think it'll be, it's, it's a it's a paradox because on one hand, like I do like the you do have good decent crowd control and escape in terms of being able to frost nova and blink already. You know you're twenty yards away and they're frozen, and then you know people hit you with the ice armor and all that shit. It slows them a lot of slows in CC, which I think is really good. But in just being a clothy with incredibly low armor, like so much weaker even than a warlock, um, you just you just fucking cannot take any hits basically you really can't yeah. so um there's some things that i think i'm going to avoid early on like even you know like the hogger quest and stuff because i just don't know about you know a high health pool single target on a mage like i guess you'd need to be able to cut, freeze him and kite but like if he resists you know a frost nova that you're ex- expecting him to, uh, to to hold him and be able to dps him down i don't know one resist and it could be a mistake Whereas yeah. with with you know trash mobs, if you just sit and snipe a trash mob, it doesn't. You don't even you from a max range distance, you can kill them before they even get close enough. You're not relying on CC. So I think I'm going to change my gameplay a little bit on um, on the mage. You know, whereas with yeah. a with a paladin, it's like you can you can always just save your bubble, and if the whole thing's going to shit, you can bubble and get away. Or if you've got lay on hands, you've basically got double health pool and and stuff like that. So it's this. I think as a mage, I'm going to avoid 
avoid things where I try and predict where I'm going to die and just avoid doing that. Yeah. I like so many people also with, with Hunter anyway, they're like, oh, you made it to level 30. So you have feign death. So you're good. But like feign death gets resisted all the time. Like, oh, true. I never actually considered that. Yeah. So like um, probably the dumbest thing I've done in hardcore has been trying to solo the mallet quest for ZF. Oh, um, nice. And it requires you to to kite. Like as a hunter, I had to kite and kill um, a like sh- elite shadow priest mob. And it was like linked with a second one. So I basically had to kite like two elite shadow priests Jesus. and like whittle one down. Um, and it took me like four or five attempts. I just like kept either resetting them or feign deathing. But then after that, it, I had to get to the top of Jintha Allure and like activate the mallet. That's really and, tricky. That's really tough to get up there, man. Yeah. And the whole time it's like, okay, there's a few times here. There's like a few safe spots, but a lot of it's going to come down to like, does my feign death work? And if it gets resisted, I'm going to die. That's just it. Like there's, I won't have any way out. There's going to be too many mobs. It's too dense. I'll just die. And luckily I never got a resist, but like the entire way going up, I was like this, like I'm, I'm seriously just putting my life in the hands of R and D. I'm dancing with the devil on this one. Definitely. Yeah. And that's like, that's how I kind of view um, like AOE grinding as a mage or like trying to yeah rely on, you know, yeah. Frost Nova and those types of things. It's like, you're just like, gosh, you're taking, you're losing so much of the control by relying on those things. Yeah, definitely. Um, just to wrap up with classic then with hardcore, I mean, so for people who are not doing it, definitely give it a try even if you think it's not something into if you don't normally play classic if you're a retail player or something just give it a try man and just even set a goal and get to level 10 doing hardcore you'll have a ton of fun join the discord i'll put the hardcore discord link again in the show notes i mean it's been i've posted it a bunch of times i'll put it in the show notes and um the community is incredible absolutely oh yeah Uh, and you'll see just a, a who's who list of the of the wow classic community in there and um awesome death clips highlights great just a really great community so um, i'd highly recommend it um and i'm sure you'd agree yeah it's i think you touching on the community like it's it's some of the best people everyone's positive because everyone's doing this thing together and other people succeeding is only good for you and for the rest of the community. Like there's no, the competition is more with yourself and with the game than, than with any other person. So everyone's very positive, very encouraging. It's, it's like a breath of fresh air. If you're coming from other competitive parts of wow, like competitive rating or, or that's actually a really good point because it's not, it's not competitive in that people are saying, Oh, you know, well I do X DPS and you should be doing this or, you know, it, it's not competitive in, in that kind of way at all. So you're right. It's a really low uh, negativity and low toxicity environment, which is awesome for, um, yeah. you know, for that. If you had, um, uh, you know, one or two quick tips for someone who was about to start playing, well, classic hardcore, what would you say to them? Um, I would say, again, play the class that you, that you know that you're comfortable with. Um, play zones that you know and you're comfortable with. Um, good point and ultimately just you know take it a little bit slower than you normally would especially if you know like let's say you aren't super familiar with a class or a zones or anything like that just uh 
give give your character a little bit of extra care and attention um yeah. and that goes with like uh professions and all that stuff like take the time to do the the little things because they're gonna help you and yeah, yeah. and it all amounts to you like staying alive which is you know it's ex- it's fun and exciting and the the farther you get the more fun the more exciting it becomes definitely i would agree with all of those points for sure i think now it is time for us to do our um our questions our list our pay it forward questions that we've got if you are ready duran we can uh, we can jump into that oh which, yeah which means i get to press this button Okay, first question, which is coming from occasional co-host Orderis. Um, who do you think is the best hero and best villain of the of even the Blizzard universe across any Blizzard games? Who do you like? Yeah, so I'm glad it's across the Blizzard universe because I think my favorite hero is actually Raynor from Starcraft. Oh, from Starcraft, yes, hell yeah. yeah, yeah, I like him. I I love his arc in the original in StarCraft and StarCraft Brood War, and I think they did an awesome job with him in StarCraft Two. He was so, a really cool character, definitely. Yes. And what about a villain? Man, I I tried really hard to come up with someone that wasn't Arthas. Yeah, I, I couldn't. Like, I think Kerrigan is a great villain. Like to go back to StarCraft. Yeah, that's but, true. Um, like she's got a great story arc, and it and it ends up becoming kind of a hero arc spoilers sorry guys um but man arthas is just i think that's some of the best storytelling like ever the whole warcraft 3 into frozen throne it's incredible agreed and that's why even if it is cliche dude we've got to allow it because it is it was an incredible story awesome character development the artwork cinematic everything was brilliant so um so absolutely got to allow that um, a question two, this is coming from me, my favorite question from last season, which is what zone would you retire in if the war was over? Where would you want to live in in Azeroth? Uh, I would I would go Mulgor. Absolutely. Mulgore, nice. Super peaceful. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, the open plains. Yeah. Um, it's green. It's like it's safe. Know, it's dude. So it is safe. Yeah. Yeah, it's calm. It's it's really nice. You could pick out a little pick out a little hut or a little uh, little teepee to live in and you'd be uh, you'd be living the good life, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, next question comes from Willie of YouTube fame. Um, do you think there will ever be a WoW 2.0 or will it always just keep going expansion after expansion after expansion? Uh, so this is a great one. Um, I I think that with the current crew that's at Blizzard, it's going to stick with expansions. Um, but I think for people that are that are craving like a wow two or like kind of a clean slate start over, that's where I would I'm really excited to see what Mike Morheim's new project is oh, gonna do. Great point. Great point. Yeah. Cause I like he brought together so many people that I think can start something from scratch that has a lot of those original like values and and aspects to what made the first wow so good yeah and even if it won't be actual blizzard lore and in the blizzard universe i'm sure it's going to be incredible i've got high hopes as well absolutely and the uh, final question we have so far is from guest last week our boy north um what is one thing that you would change about future expansions uh tbc and wrath one thing yeah i 
I feel like I'm picking kind of an odd thing here, but it's I it came to me because it's been brought up on my stream a couple of times in regards to playing hunters in TBC. Um, people would keep saying like, oh, you just use a one button macro. And I honestly think that I would prefer if they removed the ability to use like to pro, to write a one button macro for hunters, <laughs> because as someone who has played all of classic, I, I feel really confident in my abilities to play hunter. I would much rather have to actually perform my hunter rotation in later expansions and have like have my, you know, my damage, my skill, all those things actually rely on my performance. Yeah, as a player. As a player, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Now, what is your question that we're going to add to the list and we're going to pay it forward for the next guest? Yeah, so I want to know if there is a class that you have never played in WoW. Nice. Have you never played? I'm adding that to the show notes now. And um, what would your response be to that? Do you have one? Um, so I have never played Shaman. Never played a Shaman. Me either, actually. I do yeah. want to sometime, but I have never, ever played a Shaman. Yeah, so, I've, um, I've dabbled with like with every other class, I'm pretty sure, at least somewhat. But I don't think I've ever created a Shaman character. Yeah. And some people live and die by it, like Jarman the Shaman, for example. Oh, yeah. Absolutely lives and dies by it. We need to give him a shout out too because he's doing, he's made it to 60 um, yes. on his Shaman. And now he's redoing the challenge with a twist, adding some more spice to it. And as his main hand weapon, he's using the um, a, a fishing pole. Yeah, Which, due to a, a weird mechanic in in classic, uh, the weapon damage scales off your fishing level, I believe. So um, he's leveling yeah. fishing like crazy, and um, he is belting enemies with a fishing rod. So uh, so check some of that out for some unique content. Definitely, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Well, that concludes those questions. I've added yours to the list for next time, which we're going to pay it forward to our next guest in two weeks' time. Um, speaking of content creation, let's do some quick uh, quick shout-outs, um, plugs, etc. Tell the good listeners what kind of content um, you do, what kind of content you create, where they can find you, um, plug anything and anything, everything and anything that you want to. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so my main thing... I guess if you want to find me is on Twitch. I'm just twitch.tv slash Tyrannosaur. I stream the hardcore leveling. I stream the raids and stuff with my guild. Um, and then most recently, I've been putting on dungeon speedrunning competitions. And I've nice. been um, hosting those, putting putting them together, um, casting them, like doing all the production for them. And that's all been on my stream. So Very that's sort cool. of... Yeah, that's sort of like, if you want to find me, that's the first place to start. I do have a YouTube channel. I think if you search Duran or Duranosaur on YouTube, you can find me. Um, and then, yeah, so Dungeon Speedrunning, um, we have a Discord for it. I'm trying to build this community kind of from the ground up. Um, yeah. And so if you go to discord.me slash classic dungeon speed, you can find nice. our Discord server. And yeah, the whole the whole server, the whole community, it's about running classic dungeons for speed, which is something that I think was lacking. Um, that's why I have jumped into it. I I love running dungeons. I think it's compl- very underrated, especially with like a group of mains that are geared that can 
go in and they can pr- try out new strategies. They can push speed. They can, you know, you can go in with your friends and, and just see like what you're capable of with like all this gear that you've been collecting over the course yeah. of classic. And so the discord has, it has leaderboards for every level 60 dungeon. Anyone can submit a run and try to take a spot in the leaderboard. And then in addition to that, I host, um, monthly competitions with with prizes so um a week from today i'm hosting a classic dungeon speed competition with a cash prize and uh teams are gonna be speed running the same dungeon um i'm gonna announce tomorrow what it is and yeah it's just gonna be i'm gonna be trying to like do production and hosting and casting all of this on my twitch channel and I think it's just going to be a ton of fun um, watching people go in and just crush these dungeons. We, we've already had some people submit just for the leaderboard and like people are doing full dungeons in like 10 minutes or less. Yeah. And it's, it's just incredible. crazy. Absolutely crazy. Yeah. That's very cool, dude. And like you said, it's a little corner of content that hasn't really, I re- haven't really seen before. So, uh, so that's super exciting. I'll include all of those links in the show notes. Sam. Oh, I appreciate it. And I'm sure you'll be tweeting. So I'll retweet some of that stuff out um, and people can definitely check it out. Sounds like a riot, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Definitely. And like with the with the announcement of uh, of Nax and everything, like I want to continue this all the way until the end of Classic. And then I want to carry it over into TBC and have it be uh, probably a focus on heroics. Um and I, because I think again, that's 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 something that is great about TBC is how much dungeons are are continued to be run at high levels, and so I think adding in like a, a competitive side to it that like encourages you to to run a little bit faster, to try different strategies, to look at group comps and and those types of things. Like that's really what I'm trying to get from this whole community that I'm that I'm working on. That's awesome, man. I love it. It's very cool. Just another um, another. Uh, area of content and it's another thing that people can do people can watch people can participate and uh, and i think that's yeah really really great yeah um no awesome awesome well um it's been a it's been a brilliant interview man um i'll include my people know where to find me i mean you can find this podcast anywhere where you get your podcasts itunes spotify google play everything it's on about 14 platforms um all the socials i'll put in the show notes um twitch.tv slash you know eclipse in the discord uh at people of azeroth one on twitter people of azeroth podcast at gmail.com um and like i said we are completely non-monetized this season there's no patreon no donations no only fans no, i mean I'm joking. there was no ever an only fans there's no donations of any kind uh all i ask is that people um enjoy it and if you want to support the show, um, support the guests, um, likes, subscribes, all of that good stuff. Send me an email, send me a tweet, send me anything. Say you enjoyed the show, share it around, just tell people whatever. It's it, We're just doing it for fun. We're doing it to to document a little bit of, of WoW history that in, in 10 or 15 years time and the game could be all over or they're relaunching Classic, who knows, but these, these shows will be there um, on the internet and we're... Uh, we're building a nice little list of, of interviews and stuff. So uh, so like it, share it around, etc. Um, and with that said, thank you all so much for listening. I really appreciate it. And, and really appreciate um, Duran for coming by. Many thanks.
Yeah, thank you. Loved it. This was I love talking classic WoW and I feel like you and I could chat about hardcore or other things <laughs> all night long. I, we're an hour and 35 in, dude. So yeah. I'm um, I'm going to hit uh, I'm going to hit stop recording. So um, I'll talk to you all in 2 weeks time. Thank you.